Ladies and gentlemen, in the shower, in the car, wherever you are, welcome to the Illest Couple Podcast, taking mental health awareness one awkward conversation at a time. This is Kathy, and today, this awkward conversation will be super awkward because it's just me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about two subjects that kind of go together, the spoon theory and also seasonal depression and how it can be a summer thing. Because a lot of people think it's just a winter thing, seasonal depression. So that's actually called SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, which kind of pretty much just means that you are affected by the season and it makes you depressed. So I always have this problem in summer and it is a lot less common, but it is something that other people deal with. And for me, the the way it starts to get hot, the moment that there's humidity, I start to just feel more listless, unable to enjoy stuff, even more anxious, which... I don't know, too, if that has anything to do with the humidity. Humidity really messes up my life. So um, that could be part of it, too. Yeah, once, like the other day, it started to finally get cooler. And I felt like a different person. I could breathe. I could relax more. It just makes me feel so much more calm. So I'm really looking forward to fall. And that made me think, though, also the summer sad, as they call it, made me think about the spoon theory. And I know that I spoke a little bit about this before, and I put some things up on our Instagram. But the spoon theory, what's really important to know about that is it was first made for people with autoimmune and chronic illnesses. So, you know, someone that had like the woman that created it, her name is Christine Miserandino. In 2003, she was trying to explain um, how lupus, her autoimmune condition made her feel. And they were at dinner, her and this friend she was trying to describe it to. So she was using spoons around the table as her props. And she found out that that was a easy way to make it, you know, understandable to other people that they had less to work with to start. And uh, pretty much the idea is people that don't have a chronic illness or a mental illness, you have unlimited spoons, pretty much. I mean, if someone, you know, got a bad night's sleep or whatever, you could have less spoons for that day. But when someone is depressed or even anxiety, you are starting each day down spoons, you know? It's not like there's a certain actual number per se, but the way that it's explained is like, for instance, getting up in the morning. Even getting out of bed, uh, normal days, it would cost you one spoon. But if there's a day that I'm struggling and I wake up and I feel depressed or very anxious right in the morning, that's already three spoons. So there are times that I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling my best physically or mentally. And a lot of times when I feel physically bad, it also makes me mentally feel worse because I know that if I feel bad, I'm not going to work. I'm not making us money. I'm letting everyone down. And I hate that feeling. I I know in my brain, my right brain, <laughs> that I can't really control that. And it's not my fault, but I feel guilty about it every time. So that's the thing. Like, even though I'm home and sometimes I'll start feeling better, like halfway through the day, I can't enjoy it because I feel pretty shitty about being here anyway. You know what I mean? So, but on those days, even if I do get out the door, so if I push through and I'm feeling bad already, I'm already at a deficit. I already have, you know, that three spoons gone. And then I have to go and I have to go to work and I have to be social, get my actual work done. And I also have to leave from work, come home. And either, you know, if Jack is here, I have to do all the parenting stuff. I'm making dinner. I'm doing laundry. I'm cleaning. It's a lot. So there are some days that I come home. Well, most days, to be honest, um, since I work so early, most days I come home and I do take a nap. And then I kind of have... A little replenishment. Now there are some days, uh, let's take for instance, 
on a weekend day. So let's say we had a picnic that we were going to, and then that night we are also going to watch like a wrestling pay-per-view or something. And that's like a real life example of things we've done. So when something like that happens, I already know that the next day is going to be the struggle bus for me. I know that I am not going to have an easy time when I wake up. So if I'm going to do two things like that, I have to do one of two things or maybe both. So like if this is on a Sunday per, for, um, if this is on a Sunday, for instance, a lot of times I'll try to see if the next day I can take the day off or I do have FMLA, uh, which allows me to take the day off if I have a migraine. So I do have that out. I don't like to use that if I don't have to, obviously, but, um, or if we go to said picnic and we're going to the wrestling thing and it's close by our house, I will go home, you know, drop them off, go home, take a nap, or even just like zone out by myself for a while before I go. And that does seem to help, but it does seem like that only buys me a little extra time at at night. That's the thing too. So I wake up at like 4.30 when I go to work and then I will come home, get home about 3, 3.30 and take a nap. And then I'm good until like nine o'clock. But then I start getting cranky, exhausted, and also anxious because I know that I have to do it all over again. So it's just kind of a vicious cycle when, especially when you're anxious, you know? (laughs) So with the spoon theory, I can explain, you know, I'm out of spoons or I'm running low on spoons. And it is really helpful also when it comes to anxiety, because for people that have anxiety, especially around like social situations or stuff like that, it can be very draining. I'm reading this book right now. I posted about this on Instagram. If you guys follow us on there, The Illest Couple, Um, Jenny Lawson, it's called Broken in the Best Possible Way. She's hilarious. She's also known as the blogess online. Um, She has a blog, hence the name. And she writes about her own mental illness and things like that. And you know, she's talking about how when she went on tour, she had such a hard time doing anything. Like she got to go to all these cities and travel around and have, I don't want to say the world at her fingertips, but you know, lots of different places that she could, you know, visit. And like, you know, when she was in New York city, she wanted to go out and do things, but she knew if she took her energy and did that, she wouldn't have the energy to go and meet all her fans and give them the energy she wanted to give them. And that's when it gets, frustrating because you get to the point where if you're, you know, like my age, you know, mid mid forties, I know what is going to be too much for me at this point. I know that if I'm going to be up late, I should probably try to take a nap beforehand, even if it's a little later, like it doesn't matter. My body doesn't seem to care. It'll still go to sleep just fine later on. You, you end up, it's depressing in itself because you end up missing out on things you want to do because you know that you can't do A and B. You have to pick A or B. And I'm glad that I can recognize it, that I don't overextend myself, but it's just, I really wish, and I'm not going to use the phrase normal because there's no normal, but I wish that I could have a day where I woke up and felt fabulous and went through the day and didn't feel tired or anxious or just completely overwhelmed. And uh, that has not happened for a long time, my friend. So, uh, I'm working on it every single day and it's very frustrating, but that leads into also or back into the summer thing. So it feels like in summer, I have even less spoons than usual. Like the humidity in the air zaps it. If I'm inside with air conditioning, I usually do okay, but I work 
without air conditioning and I also live partially without air conditioning like we have air conditioners but you know we only have them in certain rooms we try not to run them constantly and right now it's starting to get a little cooler but there's still that humidity and like I've had a headache all day and it's driving me crazy and just when I think it's going it comes back so it's been a very frustrating day for me and then I know we have somewhere to go tonight which I'm excited I want to go but I also start to get anxious because what if I feel gross I what if I can't handle it, you know? And it just, it's this like vicious cycle of not being able to enjoy things and then worried I won't be able to enjoy them, which makes me not enjoy them. Like I'm my own worst enemy in, in some ways like that. And I will be honest, uh, I, I take Xanax a lot of times before I go to a social event, things like that, because and it's like such a small dose. Like I looked up what a normal person quote unquote takes like a normal dose and mine is like half or even a quarter I think of that what the doctor prescribed but at this point it's working for me so it's not a big deal uh even if it's a placebo effect I don't freaking know but it helps I feel like I can breathe a little better and I'm not quite as tensed up you know it is it's just something that I'm gonna have to probably work on for the rest of my life which is frustrating um but I sit back and I, I think about all the things I'm missing out on because my mind and body don't want to work together. And it's hard to explain to people that haven't dealt with mental illness, you know, that it is the same as having a physical illness. Um, the whole idea of the spoon theory is to talk about invisible illness, you know. So people that have lupus, for instance, it's not like they're in a wheelchair or something. It's just like chronic pain that you can't physically see on them and that's similar to you know the mental pain that people go through every day that you don't know about and I try to remember that when people are being real bitchy to me and I don't know why I don't know what they're going through I want to try to help you know be that understanding person and I think that's part of the reason I'm so open about this kind of stuff too is because I don't want anyone else to you know go through their day thinking that they can't talk about it sometimes it's just easier to let people know I'm having a rough day I'm just not in the mood I just can't today um I can't even as I don't think even the kids say that anymore as old people like me say <laughs> but yeah I, I once I discovered the spoon theory it has been super helpful in explaining things to my husband and other people around me, but mostly Sean. So he is really busy this week, which is why I'm doing this by myself. Uh, he is, you know, definitely not as uh, busy as he was quite a bit ago, but he's been helping out his friend Drew with his podcast, which is about wrestling, but a very small, and I'll have to ask Sean if he can, um, get in here and talk about it because I don't remember the name of it, but his podcast is very niche, but it's uh, blowing up. And Sean has been doing the editing and I'm really proud of him for being so helpful. Um, he's also hosting trivia, but what happens is he's out of the house for, you know, two to three nights a week. Um, I am not, which is why I'm the one that's doing extra recording. I am usually here. So 
it's it's just his nature to want to do things to hustle a lot more than me but he definitely takes a lot more downtime than he used to when we first got together i feel like i never saw him he was out of the house so often and like wanting to do things all the time and i think after the pandemic is when that really changed not that we're technically out of it but at the height of it he really learned to slow down enjoy himself and stuff so he's been trying to slowly dip his you know toe back into that social pool but he hasn't fully dove in like he used to he used to be like you know pruny fingers always in the pool <laughs> and uh, i pretty much just have my ankles in which ironically in real life i am the one that is usually in the pool all day and uh he does not like to spend long hours in it if i'm by a pool you can bet i'm gonna be in that pool it's uh it's like my favorite summer thing to do that is one thing that I think helps my my summer sadness. I really, I do love a good pool. It cools me down. Being in water, you just feel like weightless and completely free. It's just the best feeling. And I keep telling Sean, like, we should find a house with a pool because I really think that would help my mental health. That's what I'm trying to, trying to see if maybe I can get some kind of a mental health grant to get us a pool. <laughs> I wish that's how it worked. There are a few other things that help me in summer. Like I said before, air conditioning. Um, and going, you know, for walks. But once it's cooler, because I do like actually getting outside and being active and stuff. But I cannot go out during the heat or it's ruined. But like at this point, it's still pretty warm and it's starting to get dark earlier. So I'm not super confident about walking by myself at night. I have the dog, but he's not going to protect me. He would just lick someone to death. So I try to go when it's like, you know, dusk, when it's like starting to get cooler. We don't have the sun beating down, but it's still not dark. And that's actually usually refreshing. I like sitting out back. I need to get some better lighting, though. Either I'm sitting out there in the dark or, you know, maybe a little candle. We have a little citronella candle or I have the big light on, which I really don't like. We have like a porch light. So I want to get something that's a little more atmospheric so I can really enjoy being back out there. And I think it's, it's a calming time to be. Again, if there was a pool, I'd just be in there all night. I don't care if it's dark. I'm trying to think what other things help me in the summer. Obviously drinking lots of water. Water is key. I like to try to you know, keep water by me at all times. I learned that from my mom. She does that. She always has a water bottle. The only problem is, uh, and she's warned me of this way back in the day, that you will be having to pee constantly because you're always drinking. So the minute I get somewhere, I usually am like, can I use your bathroom? I'm that person. So, but I'd rather keep drinking the water. It's worth it. I don't think I drank enough today. So I'm actually going to have to go focus on that once I'm done here. I hope that this explained a little about why I really can't handle the summer heat and what the spoon theory is. Um, if anybody has any questions about the spoon theory or would like to, you know, talk about their own experience with it, I would love that because it is definitely something that has made me feel a little less out of my own element. I understand why I act the way I do, even if I don't like it. I want to be better than this not better as in like I'd be a better person but better 
at being present and enjoying things. It's, um, it's a frustrating way to live. And I'm hoping that every year gets a little better and I start to be more comfortable in what I am and who I am. And, uh, oh, one more thing that helps me too. I just realized I'm looking across the room. This is my little thing that makes me feel great. So I always get these kombuchas, not always, they're expensive, but I love the health aid kombucha and they come in this brown, you know, dark brown glass and it's supposed to help the drink not, uh, I think not ferment extra, something like that. It's something about not being exposed to the light as much, but they're a cool shape because the top is a small, a smaller circle, you know, like the opening is very tiny and the bottom is wider and it's a great place to put one or two flowers. So what I do, I, so I took a bunch of these, got the labels off. They're just brown now. And I'll go to Aldi. And this isn't something that happens every week, unfortunately. But when the flowers look good, their bouquets, you either get like a wild flower bouquet, bouquet, <laughs> a wild flower bouquet, or um, half dozen roses. And they will, uh, it'll run you like four or five dollars, depending. And what I'll do is take like, let's say the six roses, and I will put two in a vase, you know, in quote unquote vase, the um, healthy kombucha bottles that I took the label off of. And I will put like two in my bedroom, two downstairs, two in the bathroom. It just makes everything look so posh to me. Um, but it, and it just, they're actually, if you get uh, the flowers at the right time, they will last quite a while. Um, that is the problem though, because a lot of times you will not get good ones. Uh, but the ones I have right now, I have these beautiful, like orangey peach roses and they're opening up so perfectly. My little tip, cause I used to work at, uh, a flower, the, the area, flower area at a grocery store. If you're getting roses, feel the base. And if it's like firm, that means it's good. If you're the flowers, are already like, even if the bud is closed and it doesn't feel firm on the bottom, it's not going to open and be pretty and last a long time. And these, uh, they must have just gotten to the store because they were freaking perfect. I, I'm like in love with this color. And um, I will put a picture of that up on Instagram. It's so pretty. And that just makes me feel a little better. Little things like that uh, really make my, my day, my week better. And you sometimes just have to do that stuff for yourself. So that even though I'm inside and having a day where I don't feel like I can really get out there and take on the world, I have something beautiful to look at and hear. I don't even have to leave my room to see some nature. And that definitely makes me feel better. So uh, I really I know this isn't our normal format, but I hope you guys enjoyed hearing a little bit about, you know, how I deal with the summer stuff and in general. And uh, let me know what else I could talk about that would help you guys out. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple.